Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM, the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. Welcome in. I drew that one out a little bit. You did, but it works. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan on demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. What? What was that look for? It squeaked. Oh, your mic squeaked? Well, that's Evan Heffelfinger squeaking in the corner. And drinking Uh, a Diet Coke. That's right. That's what he's drinking. He's the associate producer of the entire Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And last but not least, on the other side of me, Sam Schmitz. The Swiss Army Knife does a little bit of next everything. Week, next week, he will be the executive producer of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And he'll be the producer of the Wendy's Big Show at some point as well. He was today. And host of the Bart Winkler Morning Show pregame. I don't know. I, really, I don't really know what the uh, show, the name of that show is anymore. Yeah. It's, I think it's still the, it's like the, the 105.7 pregame show yeah, or something. Something like that. That's that's what it is. And Sam will be hosting it kind of mostly kind of. just replaying interviews, right? <laughs> yeah. No, he's hosting. It's more. No, it's more so babysitting. <laughs> okay, that's that's one way of putting it. We will we are all excited because we actually have Monday off. Yes, yeah. This is Memorial Day weekend. We're coming at you recording this on Friday evening. It'll come out Saturday afternoon. And welcome to all of you. We're excited to get another episode. This is episode nineteen. Am I right? It's the Robin Yount episode. Right, the Robin Yount episode. Mm-hmm. We were off last week um, because unfortunately my grandmother passed away, and so I wasn't able to do it. And Evan had to work, and Sam and Sam had a didn't birthday. want to do the podcast by himself. But it was his birthday. Yeah. How was your birthday, Sam? Yeah. Well, other than the stuff that I told you about my Saturday right. morning, fair stuff. I could yeah. t- I can fill you in later on, Evan. But uh, other than you, what you I told do, me a little bit today. Uh, I didn't, I don't think I really, oh yeah, I did. So other than that, what happened in the morning, uh, everything was actually pretty cool. It didn't really feel like a birthday, but I got to see my family, uh, my two sisters, my mom, my dad. Nice. That's really all I, all I care. I'm starting to turn into my dad where I don't care if people give me like gifts or anything. All I all I need is like a, hey, happy birthday. And I'm set. That's cute. There you go. I think that's kind of the point where most dudes are at in their life. Like they yeah. don't expect all that much necessarily at their birthday anymore. Do you, Evan? That's because I feel like I'm pretty much on the same page as Sam at this point. So, or at least like from your parents, they're right. like, you know, they're like, "What do you want for your birthday? Nothing, money." Right. That's what I say to my parents. <laughs> I told it's gonna go to rent. money, gift cards, whatever. I don't care. Well, Just- yeah, I'll say like money, but then maybe I'll give like, because I don't like to buy my own like jerseys or sure. Like, I'll, I'll not get- even on DHgate. We've talked about that. Well, yeah, but sometimes you want that Hashtag like official one. Yeah, I you get know you. what I mean, like. Or sometimes there's like a sweatshirt that I want. Okay. And it's like, well, I could either pay $60 for it right now Mm -hmm. or just get it for my birthday. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with my parents too. My mom, it's pretty routine at this point. She gives me a couple bucks for pizza for my birthday because she knows that's my favorite food. And then she gives me like $50 to $75 for every birthday. And I'm just, I'm perfectly happy with that. We ended there. Anyway, let's get into our real topic now, which is going to be the last dance and Michael Jordan who mm-hmm. is, I think we can all agree, uh, the GOAT, probably. No. Borderline. 
Top three. Top three. Okay. Top three. Top two. Okay. Well, yeah, I was you got to figure. You he's know, he's after... one of. Uh, see, I like the way that Leroy put it the other day. There are like four goats in NBA history. Right. Brian had... Scalabrini. <laughs> Correct. Wrong. You had Kareem. <laughs> Correct. And then Sam. you had Michael, who took over for Kareem. They were both still the goats, though. They were the goat of their respective generation. Then you had Kobe for a small interim period. I disagree. And then you had LeBron. But I also disagree with the Kobe thing. That was a Leroy thing, but I just wanted I, to throw that in there. So It is way too hard to compare eras, and that's something that I'll get into when we start yeah, talking about the last right. dance, just watching their style of play on the court compared to what we have now. It's For different. Sure. So, it's hard to compare. Overall, what were your guys' thoughts on the documentary as a whole? I gained a ton of respect for Michael. Okay. I mean, obviously, I was born in 96, so I wasn't even alive for four of his six championships. I, you know, obviously, we hear about how good he is, and like some of his dunks will always show back up. And right. his clutch shots, like the first one over Craig Elo, and then the one from this week over, uh, what was it, Brian Scott or uh, uh, Brian Russell? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, to win his last championship, we see those moments, but I don't think we truly grasp, like, how important and vital he was to the NBA at that time. Right. The closest com- com- or, uh, comparison for us is LeBron, just the way that he completely took over the league. See, the difference— I think Kobe could, too. But... Right, right. No, definitely. The di- The difference, in my opinion, was, like, the NBA wasn't all that popular before Jordan. Like, no. college basketball was probably bigger in a lot of perspective. Right. Um, and honestly— well, the NBA was still having problems with there only being two good teams. Correct. And that started in the 60s with the Lakers and Celtics. That continued into the 80s. That, well, that happened with a lot of sports, though, where like pretty much L.A., Boston, New York, yeah, maybe a couple other cities here and there pretty much dominated all of sports. If you go back and look at the championships, especially right. the NBA. It was, it was much worse in the NBA than anywhere else, right. but definitely. I personally also think that that brand of basketball that they were playing at that point was kind of boring. But maybe that's just because I grew up in this generation. Yeah, right. Very where you slow. see Steph Curry it's shooting from half court. And... You're used to the Phoenix Suns offense. Yes. Where, you know, every 15 seconds, the seven they're seven seconds up. are less Suns. Yeah. Right. Whereas, One of the like, teams that got me into basketball. Whereas, like, you can watch college basketball and watch Wisconsin and Virginia, and it looks like they're playing a completely different game than what the NBA is playing. Oh, my because God. Because they milk the entire clock, and it's basically just the slowest game you've ever watched comparatively. However, there is kind of an artistry to those games. Though. There there is. It's 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 all strategic. It's like football, I think. Like there it's like football in the fact that like I mean, it's the you could have guys like the Chiefs just gunslingers tossing it down the field and then you have the 49ers who run the football almost every play. Right. So, it's two completely different styles. I think that they can both be appreciated. One might be more flashy, more entertaining, but I think that they can both be respected. And I think that's kind of Wrapping up that whole conversation there. But the Jordan uh, documentary, that was the first thing that really caught me was just how big he was to the growth of the NBA. Because at the time, like, he came into Chicago, the Bulls were nothing, which is so weird to think about because now you look at the Bulls. I mean, they've kind of faded away, but when we were little, the Bulls were still, like, one of those staple franchises of the NBA because we were just a couple of years after the aftermath of Jordan. And then when D. Rose came, it was like, oh gosh, it's it's Jordan 2.0. And if he would have stayed healthy, I mean, who knows how good that guy would have been. I'm a lifelong Bucks fan, but D. Rose is one of my favorite players that I've ever seen. I got a Derrick Rose shirt. Like one of those little jerseys, whatever you call them. He was so good. On a class trip to Chicago my eighth grade year, I bought a Derrick Rose MVP shirt, and that was my memento from the trip. Do you guys remember his shoes too? Like the Adidas shoes? Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Adidas 
Adidas shoes, like those were like the shoes to have when mm-hmm. I was like just entering high school. That and Brand- Brandon Jennings Under Armour. <laughs> well, God. see, I wasn't from Milwaukee, so I never really got into that uh, phase. But no, nobody liked those shoes. No. <laughs> see, now it's one thing that all sports fans do is they compare because right. it's it's always going to be a conversation. There's no correct answer. You cannot compare Jordan and LeBron. I I no. can't begin. But you can compare Kobe and MJ. That's that's if I were to say that there's one comparable player to MJ, it's Kobe. And their their right. just the way that they're built, the tenacity, the competitiveness, how they really don't care what they say or what they do. All they care about is, is winning. winning. Is the mentality. That's it. And right. how they had to work to develop their game. Now, LeBron obviously has worked. Like, if you look at him from 18 to where he is now at 35, 17 years later is still the best player in the NBA. Yeah. He's had to work a lot, too. But he just had some, like, God-given abilities that yeah. are unmatched. You can, and, right. you can strive to be like LeBron, but you'll never yeah. be LeBron. There's, there's nothing that MJ did better than LeBron, no. in my opinion. You can argue a couple of things, but I think that, Le- I mean, LeBron's just a, he can pass too. That's like the main thing. Yeah. But if you're not, if you're looking from beyond just a talent standpoint, I mean, Jordan has gotten it done in every finals he's been in. But, and LeBron was, can't, he, doesn't have that same story. But he didn't win until he had Pippen. I mean, you're right. And that's the you're thing. Right. If you look at the, no, the you're squads right. I mean, around him. But you can say the same thing about LeBron, too, because outside of the one year that he went with Cleveland early in his career, I mean, to I me, mean, he had nobody on that team. And good Lord, like Eric Snow, c- kudos to him. Mo Williams, um, Harrison, or Harrison Anderson, Zydrunas Elgowskis, yeah. Delonte West was on that team. Mo I'm Williams sure. was an all-star was. on that team. And that team was, yeah, there's no way that they should have even gotten close. But with that being said... I think that Jordan could have done the same thing similarly with the Bulls if Pippen had not been picked, et cetera, et cetera. However, this is not necessarily LeBron Jordan debate. No, this is, I was uh, going to say, no, let's, try to, yeah, yeah, let's try to stay away, from, away that. from that. I that's had okay. to put that in. Yeah, no, no. I think you have but, to. I think we have to have that kind well, of conversation. Well, that's all we're everyone's talking about, talking about right after this. Right. ESPN, right after, you know, yeah, their entire like, post show is. Time was, bad. Their entire post show is like. Does this mean LeBron's career has more pressure on it? It's like, get out of here. We just so, finished up a Jordan documentary. Right. So let's let's get back into the, the last dance conversation yeah. then a little bit. No offense, Evan. I no, just... I yeah, I got <laughs> off topic. As a film fan, and you know, I minored in English and digital arts and all this stuff in college, I was a and still am a film fan. Mm-hmm. The f- documentary is done absolutely spectacular. I think that the the mixing of the interviews, I thought that was great. Yep. The clips that they showed, the people Definitely. that they got, the fact that they did all of the other interviews before they went to MJ first so that he can react to all of them on an iPad. Yeah. That Incredibly was genius. Yeah. So genius. And they were asking good questions. Everything about it. Now, the one complaint that a lot of people had, and I can see it, is they kind of jumped all over the, the timeline, place. Yeah. But in the end, I feel like it kind of helped. Mm-hmm get you to that end point. Well, yeah. and another thing I liked about the timeline too was like they were able to 
go into more than just Jordan because they, I mean, they had the episode about Steve Kerr, they had the episode about Dennis Rodman, they had the episode about Scottie Pippen, right. Phil Jackson. so on and so forth, right? The, yeah, and er- Jerry Krause, like like all of the important people within the story, they all had their chance to kind of have a little bit of a backstory. Well, I don't think Jerry Krause did, but anyway, I from from a documentary perspective. So here, this is how I'll ask this question. 20 years from now, do you think that you will tell your children, if you choose to have children, that... Yes. I'll have four by that point. Okay. That uh, if I'm The Last Dance too. is a legitimate way to look at this dynasty and this history. Like, I think that... Like, would you say, go watch this, you'll learn everything you need to know? What's weird is they kind of jumped over, like, the teams that are winning around that. Like, they just didn't even mention the Houston Rockets. That Back when Elijah Wan was me. like really killing it, and that was really the only thing stopping the Bulls. It was surprising that they didn't mention the Wizards yeah. at all. Right after, I mean, I get, I get that. that the whole point of the documentary is the, Bulls. the last right. dance, and I get that. And yeah, and I get, <laughs> I get that. On you know, the entire thing was the '98 Bulls. Yeah, but it just there are a couple of things that they left off. I also think that they also, or just because of how time stretched they were, like they finished the last episode on Thursday before it aired on Sunday. Yeah. I I don't know that. I'm yeah. I don't want to know how many hours of footage that they've scrapped. We know how much work goes into like a one or two minute clip. Right. Or like how much editing we have to do for like a fifteen second soundbite. But ten hours of content. Yeah. I mean you have to have hundreds of hours of unused Well that's the thing. Like they they followed Jordan that whole last season. Like and There's we only saw, like we only saw such a minuscule amount of that season. Yeah, if you really think about it, because if they, if it would have just been about the one season, not about anything else, just the last dance, just that last season, which it wasn't, but I think it would have maybe given us a little bit more insight on specific games, specific teams that they were going up against, right. that kind of stuff in that season where it was such a bigger deal. But I do understand how they had to tie in Michael Jordan yeah. and his life and his career and his baseball career and all that other stuff but into the story. If you take all the 98 footage, if you think about it, like really that could maybe just fill up one episode. You know, probably if you everything else, together, everything right. else, yeah. So it, that's what yeah. I I agree like I just can't imagine all the B-side stuff that they have of that 98 season. I can't I mean, they probably that. could have done another 10 parts. Probably. Even, even, even just the the betting challenge with the quarters against the wall with the security yeah. guards, mm-hmm. like, everybody loved that. And, like, that's probably something that they were, when they were editing, they're like, eh, should we include this or not? I, I think it was important that they did because it shows just how competitive yeah, but and if they have stuff addicted like that, to gambling he was. If they have him right. just hanging out with the security guards and throwing quarters and, you know, the famous security guard doing the shrug. Yeah. Legend, by rest the way. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, just imagine what stuff they cut away. But I will say this. I, 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 I agree with the chronological order. I get why they had to go back and forth. But it would be cool as a second version of The Last Dance if they'd all edit it. In order, so you start with Jordan's okay. growing up okay. story, all the way up to that '98 season, just all the way through sure. whatever footage See, they have. You, I think it'd be cool. You know that there's going to be some fan out there that will do now, it. especially because we're under quarantine. He's oh, they will. Has way too much yeah. time. I, right. I expect that. I put it out there because I was hoping somebody on YouTube would just be like, "Here you go. It's already done." I'm disappointed that there were commercials. I get that they have oh, to, they like, have to yeah. make money for it, but that turns it from an hour special to a 40-minute special. I DVR'd it, so I was mostly watching after Well, it's, it's not the fact that 
there were commercials. Like, I can live with commercials. I had cable for forever. The commercials were just so bad. They, they were, were so they were stupid, bad. and they were repetitive. They were bad. But the biggest thing to me is that cuts out 15, 20 minutes of content. So we really got eight hours of a documentary instead That's of fair. 10. So going back to your question, I, I think it's a good way to tell the history, but I don't think it's the story you should think is definitive yeah. about that dynasty and that team and all that. I, I think it's a good starting point, and then you should fill in the gaps. The thing right. is, there's really no alternative to it. And sure, what there you could is. Do is. There's plenty of books and stuff that well, kids could read. Listen, kids in 20 years are not going to read books. <laughs> you don't think so at I all? I don't think they're going to learn how to read. <laughs> but there, you can watch it with them, because I will watch it with them. Oh, Even absolutely. though it's before my time, I can make myself look really smart by saying <laughs> that this is my era as well. Right. And I can give the caveats like, okay... This isn't 100% how it happened. There are these theories, this kind of right. thing. At the end of the day, it's 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 a little bit of a fluff piece, but it's still a really, it's the best version that we have of learning about probably one of, if not the best dynasties in sports history. One thing, too, that I can't get over is I, I knew about Jordan's, you know, determination. I knew about him pulling his teammates and all that. Right. So to see all that, I wasn't surprised one bit. Right. But it seems like... You know, some of the public just had no clue. You know, some people didn't even know about the Steve Kerr fight and stuff right. like that. It's just I like, didn't, honestly, really, I before like I mean, when I people it. were talking about it, I heard about the Kerr punch for the first time. Because right before that, before this came out, he's like, "Well, this is going to make me look bad." But if you already knew about it, like it's not a surprise about the gambling Correct. and all that. I don't think it really but hurt his image. The, the thing is, though, you have to think there are so many people that don't know yeah. this story. Like there, there are so many, there are so many people. I mean, Jordan's yeah. probably right because if you think about it, like there are a bunch of little kids who like don't really watch the NBA but know who Michael Jordan is yeah. and love his shoes and all of his apparel and all that stuff. So they watched the documentary because they wanted to learn more about him, and then they realized, you know, the guy's kind of an ass. Like he, well, he, he did like, a lot of like really. What was that one teammate? He was always was Scott like, Burrell. Scott Burrell. Scotty Burrell. I, I they saw did, a meme where he's like Scott Burrell him. breathes Michael Jordan. <laughs> They, but they barely even him. mentioned him. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. From it's it's like the Charles Barkley quote that like he he shouldn't be a role model, right? In no, theory. Well, he didn't want to be a role model. He just because he was so determined and <laughs> see, I disagree with that. Because why would you okay? Uh, I could uh, be like Mike, right? A, the be like Mike jingle slash slogan. I mean, if you did not want yourself to be a if, role model, if you saw the checks that McDonald's were cutting That's, him. I would, do a, I, well, I would. I don't do a care. Lot of uh, well, <laughs> but I don't care because like, you can't. You can't come to me with that argument. I'm sorry, but well, that's the thing. All of these stars have their egos. I think Chuck was legitimately serious when he said, "I don't. I'm not a role model." Michael, it, he's kind of like LeBron. He's. I. I think Kobe was a little bit more appropriate with his ego in a way. Like he wasn't that. Like I'm God. You're nothing. Compared mm-hmm. to, I mean, he's still, you know, you have to have See, some of that competitive The, the drive, thing is, but. going back to the whole Jordan being, um, being a, not being a role model slash um, him looking bad or whatever, the whole documentary was like, well, sure, he did all this bad stuff. He did all this bad stuff. He did all this bad stuff. But, you know, it's all justified because he won games. And that's where I kind of take issue with it. It's true. Because... What if he lost? In the, right. Like, what if he lost? What if he didn't win all of these titles? What if he was just punching his teammates and 
telling them that they need to be better and calling them all names and shoving them to the ground and doing yeah. all of this stuff. That, that and whole... they didn't win games. Like There, there was right, a legit possibility a... in several of those finals. I mean, against the Sonics, they were going to win. Against the Trailblazers, they were going to win. Yeah. But if you're talking the Jazz, the, the Suns is another team they played in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like Those were legitimate threats. And they almost lost to the Pacers in back-to-back years. Like I don't think you can... You can justify completely everything that somebody does just because they get you results. Right. Well, in that Atlantic City story was BS, by the way. Yeah. Where he Correct. said that he was home by like 10 o'clock or whatever. Midnight, from, I think, is what he said. From but, yeah. New York to Atlantic City, it's like a four-hour train, bus, whatever ride, because I don't know if they do many flights. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is just absolutely no way that that means Jordan would leave the casino at eight at night, and that's with his father. This was my to get back to biggest thing about the entire series was there were so many things that have been said about Michael Jordan, his career, and mistakes that he's made. And he had an excuse for every single one of them, like legitimately every single one of them. And so many of them you can just crucify because they're awful. Like the whole like that story. There's no way that that's true. Do you guys do you think it was uh, a food poisoning game? No, No. he was hungover. He was was either hungover or he had eaten. There's a chance he could have eaten too much because he didn't eat the whole pizza like with for somebody being that fit. And that in shape, if you ate a whole pizza after maybe uh, having a, a, a regimen of not having cheese, not having certain meats, not having breading, and you down a whole pizza uh, midnight before your next game, like I could I see doubt, you having stomach issues, I but not MJ that bad. That, but yeah. not that bad. MJ, I mean, we saw him right after a game smoking a cigar with a baseball bat. Or no, before a game, he was smoking a cigar right. sitting in his locker with a baseball bat. I don't think that they there have is, the weight and food training like they do now. There are so many question marks. I just kind of like said, okay, whatever. I don't care if it's true or false. Like, there's so many question marks around that flu game part of the documentary. Mm-hmm. He's hungover. Yeah, uh, there. Like, they, like I said, like that. There are so many excuses that he was even able to make, and I think that you can you can speculate because of that on some of the bigger things. Yeah. yeah, like his gambling problem, like his dad's death, like that was one that coming in, I was like, okay, death. I think it, his gambling probably played a part, but at this point, I, I don't think it no. did. I, but I, I think that I dad's death one was really a stretch by the media. Well, something that I don't understand is why would two guys just kill somebody? I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I know we live in a messed up world, some of the world, stuff but in I Milwaukee hope that, that happens. That that I don't know. That, that I, one just kind of surprised me a little bit. I just didn't understand Desperate people why. do desperate yeah. things. The one that surprised me the most was David Stern saying, yeah, we didn't suspend him for gambling. I think that it's very possible they did. <sighs> See, everyone, I don't think so. Everyone always says, well, why would they suspend the face of the NBA and who makes all this money? It's because if anything came out about his gambling, there goes all of the credibility. Yeah. See, I just I didn't see it. I I didn't think that that was the case. I I wouldn't. I don't understand what the incentive was. That was one that to, like also kind of like his father. When I was watching the documentary, I was like, okay, I guess it's probably not too realistic. But mm-hmm. I think that of the two between his father and the suspended for gambling, that's the one that makes the most mm-hmm. sense. And I think it's the closest to reality. Well, so then you can take that even into a, cu- a couple other occasions, like with the whole Isaiah Thomas beef and with Horace oh. Grant. Well, that's the thing. The Isaiah Thomas beef, everybody hated him. Yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah. nobody, they're, not everybody. Michael Michael Jackson, Magic Johnson, and Isaiah Thomas were actually pretty good friends. 
And no. he had he had a couple uh, other friends. No. They weren't friends until after Magic retired. They were they were actually pretty close while they were playing. Maybe later on, but it's like man. But Sorry, okay, so, I remember so that. that's one player everybody right. else hated. I, I know he wasn't a very well liked person across the league. However, I mean, when Jordan's whole thing is we need to win games, why all of a sudden during the Dream Team era does it turn into I can only play with my friends here? Now, to be fair, they also were pretty guard heavy. Like they already had Stockton, they had and you're right, Magic Johnson, they had. But even so, MJ. I mean, MJ even said that he was this. He thinks he's the second best player of all time at the point guard position. So that means that he would be better than John Stockton and the, those was, other guards. That was towards the end of Isaiah's career, though. Like he was only in the league until I think ninety four or ninety five. Right, because he got hurt. Yeah, he was still young. He was thirty two when he retired. True. So. Anyway, in terms of the speculation, those are kind of the things that I had the issue with. But overarchingly, here's where I had the biggest issue, and that was with how Jerry Krause was portrayed. Now, yeah, you're you've been pretty outspoken. I, about I was that. adamant about this on Twitter pretty much right afterward because basically the trend that I saw throughout every single episode is that Krause just got unjustifiably dissed in every single episode it seemed like even if it was something small just like oh he's a short fatty from mj something like that or something as big as blaming him for the teardown of the entire franchise now does does he have some fault and did he make some major 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 flaws absolutely however i know in my mind there was no way they were winning another championship they were not going to be able to put all of those pieces together to win a, a even seven if they didn't have all those pieces they, though and if they did, he would be heralded as one of the best GMs of all time. Now, here's the issue, though. This is this is this was such a huge problem. Phil Jackson was not coming back to be the Bulls' coach, no matter what. They could have offered him all the money in the world. I still think he would have said no. He did not want to work with Jerry Krause anymore. He didn't. He was done. He was over it. He didn't want part of the drama anymore. He and Krause didn't get along. Even yeah, if he Reinsdorf went over his head so to Reinsdorf, full of crap. He was so full. I think of I hated him more than Jerry Krause. Oh, I hated, yeah. Right. And Reinsdorf had a role in this, too. He had a role in tearing this team down. He could have fired Krause if he was that big of an issue and he didn't trust Krause that much. He could have canned the guy. Yeah. And he didn't do it. So it's just as much on Reinsdorf as it is on Krause. Then, if you want to go into the player perspective, Michael Jordan would not play for any other coach other than Phil Jackson. We already went over it. Phil Jackson was not going to be the coach of the Bulls that season, even if they offered him another one-year deal. Then, Scottie Pippen wanted his money. He was tired of it. He wanted to make money. He had not made money pretty much at all at any point in his career because he signed a team-friendly contract. Now, is that partly Krause's fault? Absolutely. He signed him to the seven-year, $19 million contract or whatever the hell it was. Then... Dennis Rodman was already on his last string. This guy was nuts. Yeah. He was bananas. Mm-hmm. And without Dennis Rodman, I don't think they would have won any of that three-peat. I honestly don't think they would. They maybe have gotten one of those three championships without Rodman. He was that instrumental to the team. And it showed just how important he was when he went off for a couple of weeks in Las Vegas and Jordan literally had to go and beg him to come back to come to Chicago. Right. So when you your other superstars are leaving, your head coach is leaving, there's no way that Jerry Krause could have built this thing back together. But it's just the way I he the way I, he went about it though. 
is the really well, right. He wasn't a people person. Just saying, yeah, it's going to be Phil's last. Wait, what? Right. Excuse he, me. He did not Excuse handle me? it well. He you, was not a people person. He didn't know how to do even it with the even media. if both sides know that it's the last year that they're going to be together. You don't say that in the beginning right. of the but season. Would you don't. rather? The, but this is how I look at it. Because would you rather it come all of a sudden out of nowhere and stun everybody because they don't understand it's happening, or would you rather know it's coming? Well, you know the media. The media is going to twist and turn it either way. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's no right answer to it. But I would right. as an orga- wait until the end. As an yeah, as an organization, I think you would just keep it. Because a lot of on a, the low. a lot of contracts then, were up at the end of the year, so you can say, all right, MJ's 35, Rodman's 35, Pippen's 33. Phil Jackson's been a coach for forever. We've accomplished, I mean, six championships in eight years. Yeah, it's time for us to kind of start anew, and you know, just see what we can do. I feel like that would have gone over better than Jerry before the season going like, yeah, doesn't matter if we go eighty-two and right. He's yeah. not coming and back. I'm and he and that know, was a mistake. You, that was a mistake. The you way that your, he said it. You save your players from all these questions throughout the season, and Phil Jackson too. Yeah, by like, not by waiting until after the you know. MJ's over. a man of his word, so when this during the season when he said, "Yeah, I'm not playing unless Phil comes back," he's not going to back away from that. I, and it's such a shame. But but but, I, but overall though, because like I said, Kraus made mistakes. He was not he was not a perfect person. He was not a perfect GM, and he made some decisions that yes did yeah. come down to the teardown of the franchise. But there were so other so many other moving parts there where he could not have pieced it all together so that they could come back and try to win another championship. And even if he did, I still don't think they would have won a championship that season because no. they because of the age because of. There would be even more disgruntledness. It'd be another year of the media pressuring them about Phil Jackson and their last year together, even though they had just gone through one. They'd been to three straight national championships. They'd been three straight NBA finals, and they're all tired and exhausted. It was time for this to be done. But I think that because the strike happened... I think that would have but helped them. There's no that's that's a retrospective aspect though, because you can't look forward and say, "Oh, we're going to have a strike well, this season and only all, play 50 games." We also can't look back and say, "Oh yeah, they absolutely would not have won." It's all You're it's right. all speculation, yeah. right? But I I but even so, I think I don't that, necessarily think that they <sighs> would have 100 percent won, especially with, I mean, the the Jazz still had a couple of good years in them. That was the rise of the Lakers. The Magic were still pretty together at mm-hmm. that point, so. Shaq and it's, Penny. It's really hard to say that it would have been them, yeah. but you can't disagree with it. I mean, LeBron led a pretty bad Cavs team to the finals. Anything can happen. I mean, the Toronto Raptors just beat the best team in NBA history last yeah. year. I'm sure they were banged up, but once it gets to the playoffs, pretty much anything can happen. And I'll just say this. I don't want to go too deep into Jerry Krause because, let's be honest, before this documentary— did we really know much about him? I didn't. No. Yeah. So right, I didn't really know much about him. Either, even but. even no matter what he did, I feel like no matter what he did, it was just set up for failure, and it's just stuff he couldn't control. But I'll say this: I never sided. The, I have no sympathy for GMs because their job is always set up for failure, and I always sided the players, the people who actually make you the money. Right. And I get it. The GM puts those players in that position, but at the end of the day, I I never side with the GM. I mean, yeah, to me, there are. I do think that Jerry Krause is the villain of this story, but I think that Jerry Reinsdorf is also the yeah, villain of this. Krause story. is the Krause is the villain, but he shouldn't be. Right. It's all yeah. Reinsdorf because you can't tell me that Krause was doing that alone. Right. 
I find it very right. hard to believe. All right. And so, now, well, speaking of heroes and villains, okay, before, let's move on. Well, can we talk about just a couple tidbits yeah, I, of our favorite? Because this is okay. the only time we talked about it. That's yeah. true. All right, we have to. We have to Your talk about moments. I got two. Okay. We have to talk about Dennis Rodman. Yeah. My goodness. If that man lived, this has been brought up multiple times. If that man lived in today's day and age, <laughs> in social media, none of that would have flown. But that's what makes the legend of Dennis Rodman. Like that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went to Vegas for what, 72 hours or something? 48, mm-hmm. 72 hours without the team's permission? Like, what? No, he got permission. Yeah, he got permission to go to Vegas. He didn't get oh. permission to go to the WWE. Yeah, but still, <laughs> just like Phil. The fact that he did the WWE thing and then was like the first one to there to practice the next day and right. played 44 minutes in the finals. Because before this, I knew about crazy. Rodman, but I just didn't know like. All the specifics. Well, and to see his like relationship with Phil Jackson, I thought was really yeah. cool too, because I never understood like how is. Phil Jackson, the Zen master, able to, you know, keep this dude mellow. Or right. at least, like, not get him to, like, scream and yell at everybody. And that was interesting to me is that Rodman was, like, a very calm, quiet kind of guy in his early days mm-hmm. with the Pistons. And then they were like, all right, we're going to unleash you. Yeah. And he said, all right, bet. And then he turned into the Rodman that we know, the Kim Jong-un best friend. <laughs> I mean, colored hair, you sh- hundred nose. If rings. you're interested in Rodman, you should really that, watch their third, his yeah. thirty for thirty. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm so, going so, to so now. Absolutely, it my, is so good. My <laughs> second thing that I loved about this documentary that I had no idea about was the uh, Warner Brothers court and the scrimmages yes. that were going on between them, like the best NBA players of then, and MJ just sitting on the sideline. It's so smart. They by had, MJ. but they had to know, right? You would think that those players would know. That he he's just watching him? you guys to see all your well, weaknesses and they stuff were, like, like that. The and majority of them on. were young players. Yeah. So they were kind of just like, oh man, this is my chance to play it like a pickup man. game with MJ and earn his respect. Right. No, he was scouting their ass. That's what he was doing. <laughs> but I just wonder what LeBron's going to do now. You know, he's filming his. Doing the same thing. Yeah. But it's just crazy uh, that they. Who else is in that movie? Like Anthony Davis. Really? Uh, his, Shocking. His, his salary for the movie had something to do with him like not taking a max deal with the Lakers or something like that. Like there's kind of some shady stuff going on with his contract mm, with the movie, but yeah. interesting. You know. So I'm sorry to go off on a yeah. tangent, but no, I just wanted okay. to at least talk I, about no, those that, two. That I have, point I have was very two cool. small things that I wanted to talk about. One is it was so funny. Every episode when we, we get to a new finals and they ask MJ, they're like, all right, what was your motivation for this one? And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy just looked at me funny. I was like, all right, I'm killing you now. That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah, George Carl just didn't say anything to me, as he should have, but I'm still pissed off at him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then, like, oh, yeah, this guy, he won MVP over me. Did he deserve it? Yeah, he was the MVP of that year. Yeah. I was still going to show him that I can win. Like, that was that the kind best of stuff, player, right? That was so awesome to mm-hmm. watch for me. And Oh, I mean, we knew about his tenacity and his competitiveness and everything, but that just shows it that mm-hmm. like, and but it kind of makes you wonder, was he motivated all the time? Because I, I mean, he got motivated for those playoffs, but man, imagine if he played like a full eighty-two game slate, just pissed off at like a single thing that yeah. like the opposing team's ball boy. That did. one guy in the Wizards who had like thirty-seven points in a game. Yeah, and then that was funny where he was like, yeah, he made up a quote. To get himself pissed off, and the other dude who's like a rookie had the game of his life and never has another game like that again. He's like, well, why am I this villain now? What was his name? It was like LeBron. Oh, I don't even know. But Red something along Smith those lines. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But man, great documentary. The, the second thing that I wanted to talk about quick was Phil Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we kind of had our view of him tainted by his time with the Knicks. 
Correct. Where he pretty much destroyed that franchise. But we forget about his time with the Lakers, where he, I mean, he led Shaq and Kobe to five championships. And, I mean, those were some phenomenal teams. Well, three with Shaq and two with Pau Gasol. Right. But then the six with uh, MJ. And we figure out why he's called the Zen Master and how Mm -hmm. he managed all of these personalities. Because I cannot imagine how hard it was to manage ultra-competitive MJ, kind of pouty little boy Scottie Pippen, who came across as awful in this yeah, that's, documentary. I feel yeah, he said he was pissed about that. Other than Krause, Pippen got buried in this. Pretty bad. And Scott Burrell. Yeah. But they barely talked man- about Scott Burrell. That was probably, well, no, MJ talked about Scott Burrell. That was probably my single favorite moment of the entire documentary. <laughs> yeah. was, no, Phil's time oh. in uh, the Dominican yeah. coaching. Yeah, that was really interesting. Who, I had no idea about that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked when MJ called Scott Burrell a f***ing practice. That made me laugh. Are we going to have to censor that? No, you can say I think. I don't think so. All right. I, I watched so. it on ESPN, so it wasn't censored for me, yeah, so I'm same. just going to go with it. Okay. All right. Well, okay. It's okay. No Move one, on. No one listens to this anyway. All right. So the winners and losers of... We, we just learned about in The Last Dance, but there are some winners and losers also and some heroes and villains... When it comes to the return of baseball and other professional sports, we'll talk about that a little bit coming up in the next segment here on Hef, Sam, and Dan. Let's talk some racing. That's not what we're talking about. Back. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker alongside Evan Heffelfinger and Sam Schmitz. Now let's talk a little bit about the return. No, not the return of our podcast after a week of furlough. Let's talk about the return of baseball and basketball and maybe even touch on hockey a little bit. So guys, let's start with the NBA. The NBA has decided to make Sparky the happiest man in the world. <laughs> By going to the happiest place on earth in Disney World and potentially hosting a playoff series and the remainder of the season at the one central location at Disney. What do you guys think of about that going on? I think the Biodome is the best way to go about it to finish these seasons and all that. But, um, well, I just, I just really wonder, have they said, at least in the NBA, if they're going to play the remainder of those regular season games? I think that the the number that we had was seventy games. We had a, someone on earlier Wait, this week. They said that, or well, it was like a pundit talking about it. Okay. That right. Like, so the number that they expect is seventy because for the season. That's the number that pretty much needs to be hit for the local TV contracts. Okay. Which, if that number doesn't get hit, could lead to some bad litigation. Could lead to I don't want to say a breach of contract because yeah. I'm sure that they have some kind of clause for like a natural disaster, right? But that would be bad. So that would be another I think six games. So they won't play the remainder of the regular season, but some. Yeah, that's what it sounds. Because I want right. I want It'll at least like New Orleans and regular season. I want at least New Orleans and Memphis to duke it out for that eight spot. That was yeah. one of the most exciting things that was happening in the NBA. John Zion. Yeah. I mean, it it really would determine their rookie of the year case too. Even though Ja I really disagree. should win it, I know. But when you think about it too, it's Zion it's, played a shortened season. It's even shorter now. It yeah, works to no. his favor. There's, I think there's ways you can it's argue. Still ja. I think it's Ja. I do too. But it would be still 
fun to watch. So with with the thought in and of itself, I mean, what what are you guys thinking about it? Do you think that this is a good idea? Do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's going to fail? What do you, what do you think? I think that of the ideas that we have, this is probably the best. Yeah. I think that, I mean, basketball players, so far they've been a lot more for it. Like Giannis himself was one of the people leading the the Players Association in saying, like, yeah, we're ready to come back now. Like, let's let's play. I think that in a surprising twist, basketball is closer than baseball to getting back to play. Oh, definitely. It's not even close. We're we're we are on the cusp of the NBA's return, and I think we're still a couple weeks away for the MLB. There God. there are so many issues with Major League Baseball that we, could cause so many issues. I mean, we were talking to Bob Nightingale yeah. today on with well Tim Tim Allen on the Wendy's Big Show. Nobody Tim. else because everybody else took the early weekend off. But so it was Timmy, Sam, and myself on the Wendy's Big Show today. He he had his chime in chime in a couple of times, but it was mostly just Tim. Yeah. And Tim interviewed Bob Nightingale and asked him about kind of what was going on here. And he said that he thinks that they could have discussions through mid-July and still get a season going if they needed to. He said that there's no point of no return right now for baseball. They just are trying to figure this out and get a season going. (laughs) Of course. But he also said that if they don't figure anything out, basically you can go for two full years of not having baseball because he thinks that legitimately two years that's that's basically what he said i didn't hear that well he basically said that this year would be gone and then the players would strike which is basically a full year off probably too so that's two full years without baseball and he said that there is a potentiality of that happening but he Mm -hmm. also said to caveat that he believes that there's a 90% chance that baseball starts sometime in July. So there's a lot of stuff there to kind of think uh, about, a lot yeah. of speculation. I think that the earliest that we're going to see any sport like that is July. Well, I think we're going to start seeing teams in the NBA get back to working out and stuff in but mid-June. They've already kind of started right, pretty much. But I, mean, I mean, like full team practices in mid-June, and then they'll probably all get down into Disney together. They're all quarantine together for two weeks, and then they'll start playing games. Baseball's got to do another spring training, though. That's yep. the thing. Right. And that's going to cause some problems. Yes. Because, I mean, you're already shortening the season, and it's going to be even shorter because, I mean, I think the players, at this point, they're going to ask for more time to get ready. I think it's going to be more than two weeks because they're trying to get it's everything their way in the first place. <laughs> but I don't care about the rev- like the revenue thing. The players in MLB are going to figure that out. They hopefully will figure it out. But it's the, the the okay. The biggest issue I have with this proposal of the season resuming is why are we? I get you want to play it at their home stadiums, but why? You're well, just, just you're the- just setting yourself up for more, you know, people to test positive. And yes, but I where think are you that- going to play these spring training games? I don't know. They're setting their themselves up more for having the star players play. It's just like because if if they do a biodome, a lot of star players are not going to go. Like Trout already said, I'm not going. My wife is pregnant. I'm not going anywhere. If they were playing in Los right. Angeles, we talked about him today. But it's like, I just feel like the biodome is the easiest way to like. Right. That's what if you're, I said. If you're it if is. you're really worried about safety, which they had a 67 page report or whatever. Yeah. Why are we traveling across the countries? That. Because like, revenue, uh, that it doesn't make sense to me though. because well, that's that's how a player is going to get sick. If there's yeah. one, if there's one sports league 
that is going to fail, it's the MLB. Yeah. Because Rob Manfred exactly. is so good. Be- it, it, because I was going to bring that up earlier. I, I mean, just... think about it. Because, I mean, UFC, they're pretty much staying in one place in Florida. Yeah. And NASCAR, right now, they're only in North Carolina. All of their future races are scheduled in North Carolina right now. Right. The NBA, looking for one, maybe two locations to hold this. Because right. they said that Vegas is still in the... And in I the think, process I think as well. Texas is as well. Texas, Houston, right. So it's either going to be in Houston, Vegas, or Disney World. And Disney World is the clear front runner at this point. So everybody else is setting up all of these bio things. But if there's one team that's not doing that right now, it's the MLB. One league that's not doing it, it's the MLB. And they have this thought process that people are going to be able to travel across the country and not spread or contract the coronavirus, which I think is insane. Right. Now, they're not traveling across the country. Because they that the last proposal that we had was was the ten right the ten the, regional so, teams and so all they that. can Correct. they can go by bus but <sighs> you can't go by bus from Milwaukee to Atlanta all those people huddled oh, yeah, together in a small I mean I guess it doesn't matter between a plane and a plus, bus plus Toronto time. said that if they can't or if the, if the major leagues start again and they have issues with Canada's in the United States border they're going to move to Florida and their in their spring training facilities yeah. So that's another issue. Yeah. Because, I mean, then you're going New York to Florida, which is also a huge well, but distance. Well, there are already Florida teams on in that eastern Correct. division. Correct. Right. I mean, there's no good way f- for them to sort that out with the southeast. The southeast is just, there's not a lot of teams down there, to be honest with you. Right. And so it's a struggle. And then you still have people from California going to Texas, which are two of the most populated states in the union. So I, I, it's, <laughs> it, there's a lot of problems here. There's, it, it might not be that far of a distance, but when you think about it, it kind of still is a huge risk. Yeah. The thing is, baseball wouldn't work in Arizona either because it, like, right. we, like we it said, wouldn't. it's just too hot. It, same thing with Florida. It's too hot. There's, there's not a good way to get baseball together and that's what the big issue is here that's yeah. why they're having so many issues i mean yes it also comes with corporate slash player greed and i'm not saying i'm for or against either Which side we, we could get into that we could but let's i don't really want to take the discussion no. that way no go players <laughs> yeah but yeah probably anyway but i don't know i just it's just such a tough situation for baseball and I don't think that there's an easy resolution to this where right. all teams are back where they're not in a terrible location or playing on mediocre to bad fields or with, with reduced training because their players don't come back. Correct. It's 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 a mess. Either we're not going to have some star, superstars playing or it's just not like I said. There's no. It's a no-win situation for baseball right, right. now. I don't know how to th- put it into words. It's not. It's not a good look. Because I remember the last time we talked about you know the latest proposal. I think I said I expect baseball to just not happen. You know, of, of all the teams, I think I, yeah. Of all the leagues that are going to struggle, they're going to struggle the most because the well, NFL. Uh, I mean, yeah. they have the NFL. We we had Sam Monson on from PFF today, and he said that they're in the absolute best situation. Yeah, because they get to sit back and watch, right? right. And they get to see all of these other leagues, not only in the United States but across the world, try to come back. Whether it's soccer in England or Italy or Germany. France or Germany or whatever it be, or right at home here with the MLB and the NBA and NASCAR, they get to see all of these leagues try and potentially fail. And then they can learn from it and adapt based on that. I also think the NFL in general just doesn't care about what's going on. Because they make so much money. No matter matter what, like they could have their players contract the virus, all of this stuff. 
they're going to play. I think, I think that they, they they might even mess around and have fans in the stands. I think like, they have the biggest support from the president out of any league. If there is one league that's going to come back and have fans right away, it's, it's going to be the NFL. Right. I uh, also, I as a college fan for you, I, I just, I don't see them having a college football season. I think there is. I just think it's very different. It would be in spring. I think I it's no, I I think they're going to have a college football season in fall cuz they also like the NFL get the luxury to see everybody else do it. If right. if but so the do NFL the, plays, I think college football plays. But so do you let at the least students in some back on campus or Well, that's a lot a of places are already yeah. saying they're going to. I mean, some. It, but Arizona's see, it's, it's kind of in between like my cousin just graduated from high school right now. And she, like, she's incredibly smart. Like, she turned down Madison because she didn't think it was a good fit for her. She got a full-ride offer from DePaul's journalism program. Or not journalism. Uh, I would have told her to absolutely not do that. Uh, <laughs> their law program. Okay. And she might have to turn it down because she doesn't want to do a year or two of, like, online classes. Correct. It might not have been a full ride, but she at least, like, got some money off. Right. She would much rather, like, even though it's, I don't want to say it's below her level, but, like, she would rather go to MATC, do the technical school for a year or two to get the GED, get those first couple years knocked Mm -hmm. out, and then go back when we're hopefully back to normal because the the schools aren't committing to saying that they're going to be on campus or not. Right. And that that is the biggest issue, but they have I think that schools are at the point where they kind of have to be open. Like there's going to be so much financial crisis in our country well, if our college institutions do not exist. Yeah. The funny thing is, so it's awful for my cousin because I Correct. don't I don't think it'll take away any of her scholarship money, but mm-hmm. like it could reduce it. For the people the next year, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Which, that's my sister. So she's going to get a ton of money off of her college because these people are going to be so desperate to get people into their building and paying tuition that my sister is going to, I don't want to say she's going to get like for free college because that just doesn't exist anymore. But but, more, way more affordable. Yeah. More more reasonable pricing. Because she's looking at some private schools right now too, which I don't know. The mall's pretty expensive by itself too. Yeah. Oh yeah. My my parents both went to private schools. I didn't, but I still owe a lot of money. Yep. But if my sister could get a deal to go to a private school for the price that I paid to go to UWM, like that's a pretty good deal. Right. Right. That's what makes college so difficult. It's yeah. not up to the, you know, sport divisions and all. It's up to the actual colleges and the right. governors of the states that right. they're in, but the sports don't matter. It's all about no, the academics. Well, like Madison is expensive. Yeah, yeah. And UWM, well, it's not cheap. Obviously, like the thing I, is, I'm going to pay the rest of my I, life. I, I do think that in the fall, a lot of college campuses are going to be open, and I think that because of that, a lot of sports are going to be played. But okay. I believe that there are going to be some conferences that don't have teams playing because their schools aren't open well, and you, I think you, that there could be entire conferences wiped out. You know the SEC is playing. Well, yeah. the <laughs> SEC decided they were yeah. playing the day after the coronavirus <laughs> right. like happened and safer at home was in, intact. They're going to put more fans in the stadium. <laughs> Nick Saban's already doing PSAs. Like, the literally. SEC right. is ready to go. They're they're playing if tomorrow they had go to make down. a decision they'd be playing. And I think the Big Ten is close right behind them, honestly. 
I really? Think, I, I think the Big Ten plays. I mean, Ohio State was talking about how they're going to have twenty to 22,000 fans in their stands. Yeah, yeah, how they were like talking about grouping people in like... In quarantine bubbles and so then bringing weird. them into the stadium. Yeah, it is it is pretty weird. But, I mean, I, I legitimately think that there, that there will be a college football season just without some key... Schools like I don't think the Pac-12 is right. going to have a college football season in the fall. No. And honestly, I think it's would anybody care? No. Probably not, because they don't have any top t- schools, top teams there. I mean, Clemson, yeah. LSU, Alabama, ACC Georgia, and SEC, Ohio and Big Ten. State, well, like Stanford, Oregon. You could argue borderline, borderline. You could argue. You you could make you could make an if argument. If you're playing sure. NCAA football, their prestige is at least five stars. Okay, but I'm talking off of pure <laughs> talent coming into this season. I don't think that Oregon or Stanford are going to end up, or USC are going to end up being national title contenders. Anyway, but USC had Coach Duggs as an offensive coordinator for you. Okay, we're not talking about Barstool and Coach Duggs right uh. now. So. Let's let's get back into the NBA, I guess, because yeah, we, we didn't what really were we talk talking about we or, or baseball. Really There's one thing I want to talk about with baseball, okay, especially. I, I talked to you about it earlier today. I think more so than any other league, it has to worry. Like MLB should try to figure out their solution as quick as possible because if there's no season, MLB's popularity was already at an all time low, and it's already in Pretty downward close. spiral. Now imagine if there's no season, it's already really hard to defend why baseball is awesome. No matter how much we love it, that's true. But how can you convince the the country or you know people who aren't fans of baseball to watch it when this league just said, "Yeah, we're not going to play even despite this pandemic because we just couldn't figure out our revenue." See, but that excites me. Do you know why? Because baseball was at an all time low in the mid nineties, and then they had the player strike. And what happened after the players' strike? Steroids. 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 <laughs> that brought well. That Manfred's going to do something stupid just like that. What is going to happen? We're going to see our the race oh. to a hundred home runs. No, in a you season. know what it's going to be? It's going to be just teams full on acknowledging technology to cheat and getting the a slap on the wrist like, like the Houston Astros did. It appears after the two year hiatus, Brandon Woodruff, his arm looks a little robotic. Um, <laughs> he's throwing hundred and seven miles an hour. <laughs> But that's one thing I want to. Throwing his curveball, ninety four. That's one thing I want to revisit when we get closer to a solution, or if there is no solution, is just what what's the future of baseball for the mass appeal of the country? It depending on all of this. I mean, they'd have to they'd have to embrace the youth. And then you which talk is what about we've been saying for them to do for years. And then you t- but no, Mike Trout could walk down the street. And nobody knows who Mike exactly. Trout. Exactly, it's too late for Mike Trout, but it's not too late to go after the, the Ronald Pete Acuna. Alonzo's, the uh, Jordan Alvarez, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, like that kind of guy. Right. It's not too late to embrace those uh, guys as your future that's and just, promote the hell out of them. I just don't know how it's going to look like because if we're legitimately look at it, looking at it and with the potential of them not playing this year and a strike happening next year, what does that do to players? Because do they get another year off of their contracts? Well, like, this year they already said is a contract. Correct. Yeah. So, like Mookie Betts is going to be a free agent after the season, even, even if, if there's no play. baseball played. But what does what does that mean for people that have two years left on their deals yeah, or wh- eight years on their deals? Does it take a year off, or do they? Yeah. And what does that mean for the minor leaguer who this year finally got up to AAA for the first time and have to sit two years? And instead of them being a 24 year old prospect, now they're 26, they're 26 and they still haven't gotten in the league. It's, it's it's a mess. Brutal. It's yeah. terrible. And like if you can't do a season this year, then everything just gets pushed back. 
Now, in theory, it could help the Brewers because a lot of our prospects are in single A and 19 years old. <laughs> no, we don't have any prospects. We do. No. Listen, I, I'll, I'll rattle off some names for you. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you can try to convince me Corey Ray is going to be the next Curtis Granderson. No, no I'm and past Corey Bryce Terang is going to be the next Derek Jeter or whatever. But I, I it's just like, like Bryce Terang, though. I know, I know, I know. But it's just like, let's not worry about that right now. Let's focus on Esvaciel Garcia. <laughs> Let's focus on the basketball that we're about to watch in a month and a half. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. Can't I love wait. the idea of the 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. straight action. That's so like, awesome. That just seems like amazing to me. As Can you imagine? It's, now, it's Saturday. You sit down, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to watch 12 hours of basketball today, and it's going to be amazing. So you turn on the TV, and... It's going to be high-action games every single time. It's going to be incredible. I need them to broadcast on CBS and to use the music that they use for March Madness. <laughs> Perfect. Just because I need that. I need that. I need Gus Johnson calling the games. Oh, that would be amazing. I need Brian Anderson calling games. Say what you want about Gus Johnson, by the way, side note. He wasn't great as a Milwaukee guy, but he's, he's still one of the I best. I love bro- Gus He's my Johnson. favorite broadcaster. He's, he's, still one well. of the be- he's the, probably one of the best uh, mainstream guys. He just he didn't work for a like a local audience. A local I level. No. I told but, you guys when that Joe Buck story came out about uh, him commentating for adult videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gus Johnson would be my pick. I mean, for right me, outside of Mike Breen. For me, it's Kevin Harlan. Bang! Or the Mike Breen. <laughs> See, I said I said Chris Berman when Kevin we had talked about that. Bark, 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 so the he, New York football you guys, Giants. So you guys know how much I love Gus Johnson. <laughs> I love Gus. Kevin Harlan is. Where, how do we get on a tangent about Gus Johnson? I don't know. Because I said that I want him to call some of these games. Oh, like it for the and NBA. And to use the CBS uh, March Madness See, music just because we don't get the to most hear it ideal year. situation for me is okay, let's, let's finish the season and then for all of the teams that didn't make the playoffs, let's do an NCAA style bracket. Have like a consolation kind of tournament? Correct. Have yeah. a consolation so that would be tournament. the NIT. Correct. And so, so, but it's one game eliminations. As and much then, as I would love and, that. And that's how, that's how. Stern introduces the oh. Stern R.I.P. Silver. In peace. My bad. That's how Silver brings in and reigns in the whole midseason tournament. Is he shows how successful it could you be right now. You are a smart man. I could Thank kiss you. you on the mouth. Let's right not now. do that during. Why are you <laughs> a radio producer? Thank you. Anyway, that's that what doesn't answer my question. But all right. Is- Honestly, such a ridiculously good idea. There's, Thank you. There's like Einstein, and there's you. And my above him or below him? Tell the people at home. No, below. Okay, cool. You didn't invent. I'm, I'm, I'm not even like playing this off because of we're like on mic and everything. That is one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Thank you. It, it ties in everything that they've been trying to do. And then it's not a waste of time for all of these teams that aren't making the playoffs, where they'd have right. to stay in quarantine for six games. Like, no, give me a chance to make a little run and maybe a little bit of money. Say that you get all of the money off of the TV deal or and whatever. We get more basketball. So then correct when we. You know, you get the player or the teams that lose. You get a matchup of well, one of the Pelicans and the Grizzlies make the playoffs, right? Yes, like, pretty yeah. much. You but get you, so like you, you Deer get, and Fox still against Zion, or yeah, you get some fun matchups, right? And and these oh, teams man. at this point have now had like a month 
and a half a month off, you really think that they're going to be juiced for six games and then be done? No, they're going to want to play more. Right. Do a single elimination or a double yeah. elimination tournament. With, I can't wait to watch all those. Prize. And the, the the winners out of all of it is us because we just get basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you no, get sports. No, and no, in I a time where it. like baseball, like we have talked about this in the last couple of minutes here, where baseball might not exist, where the NFL is still trying to figure themselves out, you get the confidence. You get to keep watching NBA basketball. I'll get a vasectomy yeah. and just watch for like a couple weeks. Okay, okay Bill random, Michaels. We'll talk about we'll that. That, that. That, that'll come I am up excited to watch all five New York Knicks power forwards just yes. continue to dominate. <laughs> oh, yes. The Knicks versus the Bulls. Yeah. All five people on the court power forwards. <laughs> Bobby Portis revenge game. I never game. knew I wanted something more in my entire life than right now. What's the Bulls coach do? Oh. Um, 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 Jim Boylan. Yeah, you just add him. That's the cherry on top. Zach Levine cursing him out. <laughs> you guys know what I've never wanted to happen more for this segment to end. So let's talk yeah, right. about the top moments. Yeah, I'm done talking. And the funniest moments on the fan this week coming up next here in our next segment here on Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan. Stay with us. You've all just been stripped of greatness. Mics are on. Because I just had the best intro ever and our mics were not on. So it was it's my own one. fault for not being smart Damn. enough. But it's Hef, Sam, and Dan. Oh. On the fan, on demand. I'm Dan Flucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show, alongside the associate producer of the Bill Michaels whoop, whoop. Sports Talk Network. The entire Bill and Michaels Sports Talk Network. Week trivia champ. That's right, Evan Heffelfinger, the man. I made the Ryan legend. Rage quit this week. That's true. You were you were the Michael Jordan of mm-hmm. trivia this week. I'm so going congratulations. For three next week. That's right, going for the three Pete. Then we have Sam Schmitz also here. He is the Swiss Army knife of 105.7 FM, the fan, and their website and everything. Every single show that is played on our station, Sam probably has his hand in it. The somewhere. CEO of CEO. That's correct. He's Sam Schmitz. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hello. What's up? It's time for our favorite moment of the podcast, or our favorite several moments of the podcast. Because, you know, we try to keep our mouth shut for most of it, and that's because we're playing clips of our favorite moments from the fan this week. And the funniest ones is usually what that ends up being. And when I say usually, I mean it's every single time. It's just the funniest stuff that happens on the fan this week. So we're going to start off with a little bit of a compilation between something that happened on the big show and something that happened on the Bill Michaels show. Here it is. She says, Gary, Gary, you wow. know how she talked, Roy. And she says, Gary, you know they got all these different rules and different rules and different things. And they got Racine County's got a rule. Waukesha County's got a rule. These people today just making me sick. They don't know what they're doing. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna extend everything to May 30th. Gary, do you hear me, Gary? Gary, do you hear me? I'm going to extend everything <laughs> to May 30th. Gary, are you listening to me? This is Gina. I'm going to extend everything to May 30th. I don't Maybe have to worry about what they're doing oh in Milwaukee God. County. I don't have to worry about what they're doing in Racine County, Kenosha, Brookfield, the Hell's Corners, the Corners of Brookfield. The Hell's Corners. All that, all that. I'm extending this. All, you tell... You tell Big Time Mike McGivern, this is what I'm doing. 
We're going to make it the May 30th. It's going to be the 5555. And if you didn't know what the 555 was, Gary, Gary, are you listening to me, Gary? Five years, zero interest, no first payment for five months, plus extra 5%. Gary, are you listening to me? Gary, person, extra 5%. Gary, don't let me have to come over there and slap you. Are you listening to me? Plus an extra 5% saving bonus right now. I apologize. No interest, five years, no first payment for five months to approve credit. Plus a 5% bonus. Guys, that was Gina Della. It's Gina Dalla from Paula. If you are wondering whether you could get your windows and blinds, I am Pella of <laughs> oh, yeah. I am Dalla of yeah. Gina Dalla Pella Windows and Doors, and I'm here to tell you that this is my real voice, and that's our real name. What the hell? And I'm here to tell you, you the listeners of the, the, the fan, I was going to say the score, but that's in Chicago. That's the sister station. People forget. <laughs> I am Gina Dalla from Paula, and at Paula Windows and Doors, we have the 5-5 five, five, five deal going on right now, where you can get five windows for $5 at 555 oh, payments man. a year. <laughs> And that's me. I'm Gina Dalla from Paula telling you, stay having a Dalla Paula day. You've heard way too many commercials. So I have. And shout out to Gina Della from Pella and Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They are one of our best sponsors. Shout out to them. Shout out to our only sponsor of the podcast, Nick Gartner. Yeah. yeah. Giving shout us out. all the money here. Shout out to Anthony Mandela. Anthony yep. Mandela. Shout Andy out Spitzer. to you. Andy Spitzer. We miss you too. We love you too. And Nick, I love you. These guys don't really know you, but maybe they love you too. Thanks for paying. Thanks no for paying. Kidding. Me. Yeah. Help us pay for our local dinner tonight. Yeah, we went to Culver's. Yeah, support your local not, Hashtag not a sponsor, but it was very good. They're <laughs> local, though. <laughs> They're yeah. kind of local. They're, They're Wisconsin. They're way better than In-N-Out. They yeah, are Wisconsin. That's based. false. Right, Evan? What? They're better than In-N-Out. He says they're better. I mean, he said the... Yeah. As someone who has never had In-N-Out, I can confirm that Culver's is better. Yeah, same. I've never had In-N-Out, but <laughs> I already know. Anyway. In-N-Out, In-N-Out does not <laughs> We're have... We're getting into this discussion right they now. Don't, you're right, because they don't have custard. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with anything? They have shakes and their uh, shakes are amazing. Yeah, but everything is that custard. Custard only comes in Wisconsin. What you know Correct. about a concrete mixer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. In and out's better. We're not talking about this. We're yeah, not foo. talking about this. Sorry. Yeah, foo. foo. Sorry. That was so funny. Wait, did we ever play that? Yeah, we did. We did. Are you sure? Yes. Yep. We did that last episode. See, I thought that that was in the week before. Anyway, what's our next clip? Our next clip is something from the Big Show. It's oh, it's the Montrevious Adams clip. So basically. Guys, we have some tragic news here on Half Sam and Dan on the Fan. It was breaking news yesterday. Rats. Montravius Adams, Michigan. Wow. Packers defensive lineman got caught with so much weed. So much. Less than an ounce, but just so much weed. How do you call yourself American with that much? Mm -hmm. I I can't believe they didn't. I I can't believe they didn't like deport him, call him a terrorist. I don't know. Can you deport a U.S. citizen? (laughs) Montrevious Adams is going to find out. But (laughs) anyway, and Gary and Leroy were reacting to that when Sparky decided to hop in and try to do a Wendy's read. 
And this is what ensued. Cause he can get you. Steve, he had less than an ounce, man. I don't even know why. They I don't even know how much that is. Cause they, I don't smoke or drink. Why they even, that don't even sound put like that in there. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. Hey, uh, Wendy's uh, has a special going on. <laughs> Five bucks. Two for two Wendy's, Wendy's fans. Just talk about the man got. Oh, got it's a score. You got it. You got the munchies, Lee. Right, y'all bring on Wendy's. I drive right on through. Give me two chicken sandwiches, cuz. No, cuz no. That's Leroy. That's what you know. You, you go with. You know what you go with, right? The chili fingers. Let me have all the chili fingers you got. In the butt, just spray it right on top of her. Sheila, I'm sorry, of, but I had Yeah, to. sorry, Sheila. Give me one of them big old sodas. The big ones. What's the big soda, Steve? Large. Yes, sir. <laughs> Give me the big one. Give me a big soda. Give me the big. Hey, if I drive up in there and I have exposure and weed, that's just how I order it. <laughs> I drive. Give me some chili fingers and the biggest soda you got. <laughs> Guys, I know I've said this before, but when Leroy starts laughing that hard, yeah, I, I I think it's impossible not to laugh. Right? It's so contagious. It's so lively. It's so funny. Like when when those two start riffing off each other and they get something going. Also, Loki Gary said when I get high and drive into the Wendy's drive-through, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. So. Yeah, don't don't drink and drive, don't weed and drive, don't do any of that kind of stuff and drive. But guys, we have one more really funny segment here. Gary and Leroy make you laugh one more time in the final segment here, the final clip of Half Sam and Dan on the fan, and we're just going to let you decide yep. what the hell they're talking about you here. You get no context. None. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You shouldn't need context, but, you know. You, and you didn't want to give nobody, because people would beg. I mean, give me yeah. a piece. You would lick yeah. it. Lick yeah. it. And, oh, what else would you, and what else would you do, right there? One more thing you would do to it, too, though. What else would you do? Put your finger on it. Oh, yeah. You definitely touch all yeah. over it. Yeah, man. touch they, all over it. They will. Yeah. They beg for it. Man, give me a piece. Yeah. Give me that shout. Man, paint that off. Paint. Yeah, paint. 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 No, dog. I don't do it. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Man, yeah. come on. Why you been? Okay. Yeah. On. No, that's good. straight old school, cuz. Yeah. It's you disgusting. can't do that now, though. You can't it do it now, you get arrested. That's old school right there. <laughs> that's like those old Bill Michaels reads that he would do for cousins. Like, the first, as an intern, the first drop that I ever saved was, oh, the Reuben is back with the Thousand Island and the Rup, the, I almost said Rip Beer, <laughs> with the roast beef and the. Yeah, oh, he like snorts what a like combination. A pig. And then he goes, ah, in one of them, too, because he is so juiced mm-hmm. about it and thinks it tastes so good. Yeah, so, guys, what they were talking about there is not what you think. Or maybe it is. And honestly, we're I can't even remember thinking about it right now because we're not going to give you any context because it's just funny as heck. If you want to know the context, go back and listen to the podcast on the Radio.com app. On the Wendy's Big and Show. It on, was the 3 p.m. hour on Monday, I believe. So you can go to 1057fmthefan.radio.com. Just remember, it's the straight fan on old school, cuz. Brought to you by John Paul's Buick GMC, the 3 p.m. hour on Monday, to figure out what were Gary and Leroy talking about. There's your homework. Tweet it at us. That's the question. And we'll start the next episode with it. So how about that?
So you, if you're listening That's to this back, yeah. Shout so out I'm, to the one. I'm, I'm hosting next. Do you expect me to remember that? <laughs> I'm not going to remember either, but it's going to be funny when we try. So that's how the show is going to end today. We're going to try to remember to give you context on See, that clip for the next episode. I'm not going to remember it, though. We will I'm... all blame Evan when we forget. I am kind of a dumbass. I'm not going to lie. Why does every single podcast end with calling Evan a dumbass? Because Find it... out next week on F. Sam and da- Dan on in. the fan. You'll have to tune in. It's like it's t- turning into the, the fishing blanks and their horn squaggle thing. You just have to tune in to find out. What are you looking at in your wallet there? I'm a dumbass. I lost out on a free breakfast baconator at Wendy's. It expired three weeks ago. I guess I am a dumbass. Milwaukee, just don't be a dumbass like Evan. Oh, you know what? It's it's, it's time for us to go. Have a go. Sir! I need a beer. For the final word, here's my wife, Alex.